Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aquapump, the expert on all water supply systems from the well, through the pump, and into the house. Yeah. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. So uh, Seth Rogen says Kevin Smith probably quit smoking pot because he started later in life and realized, quote, this is not me. But Seth is still proudly lighting up because, quote, for me, it is me. <laughs> pretty good Seth Rogen. Well, that's all you gotta do is just talk mm-hmm. like you're a stoner. Hey, bro. I'm used to it. I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm popping like 7,000 milligrams of edibles every night. I don't know how you can do that much. Oh, no. Oh, 8,000. 9,000. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tripping right now. <laughs> you floated here? You didn't even Yeah, know. yeah. I didn't even remember getting here. Uh, even though he's an Oscar winner now, I don't know how to pronounce his name. The kid from uh, the the Raiders of the Lost Ark and, uh, yeah, Kihai, Kihai Kwan. I call him Data from Goonies. That's how I... Yeah, yeah. He's still worried his career will stall again like it did in the 80s. He told his agent, quote, Please, whatever you do, please make sure that does not happen. And then we heard Jimmy Kimmel make a joke about Pauly Shore the other day yeah. because Brendan Fraser, this guy, were both an Encino man. And, it, you know, oh, I bet you Pauly Shore's kind of rethinking. He said yesterday, I really wish uh, Hollywood would have something for me to come back with. Polly, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I've uh, I've I've worked with Polly before. How, how about yourself? Have you ever worked? No, with no, no, no. He's a he's an interesting. He's character. a character. That's yeah. to say the least. Uh, yeah, that's a weird thing, man. If someone ever told you that that movie that those two guys would have an Oscar from Encino Man, that still blows my mind. Well, uh, can you think of anything else? Any other uh, actor that would have? Uh... I, I, what? The, well, the only thing I could think of is I always confused Encino Man with Biodome. You remember Biodome? Oh, the, God. The movie with Polly Shore and Stephen Baldwin? Yes, I remember Biodome. Yeah, yeah so if Polly ever does get nominated for a, uh, a best doc, when stranger things have happened in Hollywood, if he ever does, you know what I mean? You have, uh, you have that movie to draw from to go back. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe something we can look forward to. Him and Stephen Baldwin. Maybe they'll, uh, maybe they'll win. Next, next year. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is a lot richer today than he was yesterday. Mint Mobile, that thing that he owns, uh, sold to T-Mobile for $1.35 billion. He's only a 25% stakeholder, but 25% of $1.35 billion is still a lot of damn money. I mean, it's not Rock 102 radio show money, Steve. It's, no, uh, no, God, no, God, no. <laughs> He's staying on for as a spokesman for the company as well. Yeah, he... Uh, He's one of my favorite. He's one of my favorite actors. I don't know why. I, I find him hilarious. I also find it fun. Him and his wife on Twitter are hilarious. They just constantly all day long make fun of each other. Which one's his wife now? Um, uh, Blake Lively, I think her name is. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but so he's gonna walk away with twenty five percent of one point three billion. So what's that? Three hundred million dollars or something like that. Something crazy like that. He also had a gin. Uh, that he made called Aviator Gin. It's a really good gin. He sold that for $600 million. Smart dude. Selling Real all smart. his branding. And funny. Doesn't take himself too serious, you know? Uh, Meryl Streep plays a talking whale on the new Apple TV series Extraploitations. It's an eight-episode seri- eight series about the effects of climate change. Meryl plays the last humpback whale on Earth. <laughs> That's kind of... Can you... 
I mean, you how know, do you even is, do that? Is that how you want to go out on your oh, acting God. career? <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm so lonely. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> it's probably like uh, what were those like kid movies where the dogs actually have human voices in their heads, but <laughs> nobody else can hear them. Uh, pop culture events that happened before uh, pandemic lockdowns. Can you believe it's been three years since the lockdowns? To commemorate the occasion. Here's some pop culture events that happened right before everything got locked down. J-Lo and Shakira performed the Super Bowl halftime show just one month before the lockdowns. Uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, Nick Cannon only had three children. That number has since changed to 12. <laughs> oh, my. Well, listen, he was busy. Isn't that crazy? 12, you went from yeah. three. You had nine children in three years. You know, as he got that Mariah Carey, mo- yeah. the Ra- Mariah Carey money, and then he just decided, yeah, yeah. let me make my own football team. Everyone had just seen the movie Parasite. I don't even... I don't don't remember what that one was. I don't know about everyone. Mr. Peanut died and was reincarnated as Baby Peanut. (laughs) These are all the things that you don't remember, do you? You don't remember any of this. No, I don't remember Mr. Peanut. That's that's a real dark thing to do to your mascot for your corporation. He died and reincarnated. Look, we're all out of ideas, boys. What do you think? Let's kill Mr. Peanut. Uh, the Pussycat Dolls reunited and released React. I don't know that one either. No. <laughs> uh, everyone was watching Tiger King. That, that was like a big thing. Yeah, that was. I thought that was more during the pandemic, wasn't it? Well, I That's, think it started you know, yeah, right yeah. before. Uh, Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello were still together. So were Megan Fox and Brian Austin Green. Wow. And J-Lo and A-Rod were still dating then. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle announced that they were leaving the royal family. They're still gone. You right? know the Megxit, the the Megxit, the, the Megxit. I, fi- I I finally watched that Chris Rock special yesterday. Oh, Netflix. you did. You got to see. Oh it. my god, when he was talking about the royal family, it was fantastic. He's like I didn't know. <laughs> like, they, you, they're the most racist family on the face. They invented racism. <laughs> they yeah. They're really good at it. Really, really good at yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, people made a big deal about Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt's reunion at the SAG Awards. And then uh, Billie Eilish had just made a Grammy history by winning the Big Four, which was the Record of the Year, Album of the Year, Song of the Year, and Best New Artist. Wow. What has she done since? Uh, probably more than what you and I are doing right I now. I mean, yeah, uh, I probably, guess. I mean, uh, that's fair. <laughs> uh, Ed Sheeran will release the first single from his upcoming album, Subtract, next Friday. The song is called Cl- Eyes Closed, and it's about the death of his friend Jamal Edwards due to cardiac arrest from recreational drug use. Ed says, quote, this song is about losing someone feeling like every time you go out and you expect to just bump into them and everything just reminds you of them and things you did together. You sort of have to take yourself out of reality. So he just just play the song and make a million dollars like you usually do. Play the music there, Carrot Top. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Kim Kardashian apparently uh, lounges around the house in a bikini. She was seen on Instagram yesterday. Kim Kardashian does? Yeah. And what does she say about that, Steve? Uh, oh, my God. The last time I showed this much skin was when Ray J peeled back the peeny beanie and laid some knuckle children down on the sweater puppies in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. I'm just curious. What about Caitlyn Jenner? Well, I never got that done. I'm dirty with her brother Chris Kim, but I once uh, went on a grundle ride. I went slop housing at the vinegar strip. What exactly do you mean? What I'm... Um, what I'm trying to say is uh, that she took a ride on the scrotum coaster. You don't want to see the drop on that one. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Ah!
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 626 and Pearl Jam on Rock 102. Uh, Marty's uh, Caproni here sitting in for Bax this morning, and uh, you say to me off the air, oh, that's one of my favorite songs. And I go, really? What's he saying? And you're <laughs> like, It's easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, you got uh, the Bax and Nagel show. Uh, Bax is still out; he's uh, sick for the next couple of days. So Marty Caproni's in the hot seat, and uh, glad to have uh, glad to have you with us. Marty. I'm uh, I'm psyched to be here. Yeah, uh, um, this, the only thing I would get up for and uh, before noon for is, is this show. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah, this is the most fun thing you can do before 9 a.m. It really is. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today: sunny with a high of 49. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 54. It's 27 right now in downtown Springfield. It is a thunder. Thunderbird Thursday, and you know what that means. Uh, later on this morning, I'll have a pair of, uh, or actually a four-pack of tickets for this Saturday's game, uh, and that's going to have four hats, four koozies, and an Eastern Conference Championship mini banner. So uh, keep looking for that. It's a good the Thunder, Thunderbirds prize. But well, it's a part of our Thunderbirds Thursdays that is, we do. Is this weekend the one where you can bring your dog? When's the uh, the dog one? Do you know that? Uh, I don't want to put I you on the spot. Don't know, so I'm not going to answer that for you. Well, they have that. I'm sure they have it on the website. I think that's awesome. Bring if your I, dog to the Mass Mutual Center. Yeah, why not? Get your dog drunk. Get your dog a beer. You know. Let's see, Mass Mutual Center Thunderbirds. Uh, I'm sure we can find it up. See if you uh, can dig it up. Uh, yeah, it looks like yeah, Pucks and Paws Night. Yeah, is uh, April sixteenth. April sixteenth. Yeah, uh, mark that down. Pucks and Paws Night, uh, and and Bruise on Bruce. Bruise on Bruce. Yeah. All right. So Bruce must is- be some sort of beer promotion uh, with Bruce yeah. Landon. I was going to say it's got to be Bruce Landon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's all. That's all coming up at the uh, Mass Business. But we'll have the uh, the four pack of tickets later on this morning. Awesome. Uh, it is 628. We got news coming up next at Rock 102. Sampling us and present in mass. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Hope is here. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. It's 6.32 at Rock 102. It is time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Read the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days, and it includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Marty? And now, local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Yeah, you're still not quick enough with that. you gotta, you got to get a little quicker with that. It's, like been, uh, it's been five. You've been here five days. You don't like the dramatic buildup? No, that? it's too dramatic. What, do you want to do different voices? No, I don't. You don't have to. You don't want the movie no, you guy voice? To, no, you don't. You, don't you, you, yeah. you want in a world, in a world, yeah. one man, I local feel, radio icon, Steve Nagel. It's like Pablo Francisco right here in the studio <laughs> because that movie guy's been dead for like fifteen years. Yeah, the golden man with yeah. the golden voice. Yeah. Uh, back to serious stuff here. Uh, an East Hampton woman has pleaded not guilty to a charge of murder Wednesday in connection with to a deadly stabbing. In a uh, Kuldoff Street apartment, according to the Northwestern DA spoke, spokesperson Lori Lazell, 23-year-old Jean Marie Echevarra of East Hampton is accused of stabbing and killing 23-year-old Brendan David Blow in an apartment they share. Uh, Echevarra was ordered to be held without bail during an arraignment Wednesday in Northampton District Court. She's due back on April 12th. East Hampton police were called to an apartment around 3:10 a.m. on Tuesday, where they found Blow with multiple stab wounds. He was taken to Bay State Medical Center but died from his injuries just before 4 a.m. 
East Hampton State Police attached to the Northwestern DA's office are investigating the homicide. This is the first homicide in Hampshire County this year and the first in East Hampton since 2012. Uh... West Springfield man has been identified as the victim in the deadly shooting on Cadwell Drive in Springfield Monday night. The Hamden DA's office has identified the victim as 25-year-old Havante Perez of West Springfield. At around 7 p.m. on Monday, officers were called to report of a gunshot victim on Cadwell Drive. Perez was taken to Bay State Medical Center where he died due to his injuries. The suspect, 25-year-old Jordan Cabrera of Chicopee, was arraigned in Springfield District Court on Monday in connection with that murder. He's being held without the right to bail and is scheduled for his next court hearing on April 12th. The investigation is being conducted by the Springfield Police Department's Homicide Unit and the Hamden County DA's Murder Unit. Firefighters were able to safely put out a fire behind a f- behind a fireplace Wednesday morning in Ashfield. Ashfield? Yeah. That's out there. Going all the way out to Ashfield. Ashfield, that's out. That's out. Uh, that's next to, uh, what's that place there? Buckland and yeah. uh, Shelburne Falls. Shouldn't it be a firefighter? A firefighter was able to see what, one what, guy. It's, 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 it's Ashfield. Their fire department? Yeah. Fire Otherwise department. known as Bob? Yeah. <laughs> firefighter was called to a home on Emmett Road around 1044 a.m. Wednesday for a report of smoke coming from the walls when they arrived. The owners of the 1800s two and a half story multifamily home showed them how smoke was coming from gaps in the baseboard around an old fireplace. It was discovered that the home was affected by power outages from the recent storm and the family had been keeping warm with the fireplace. However, the fire had extended into the wall space behind the fireplace and was causing significant damage to the fireplace and the wood behind it. That's scary. Yeah, well, that's what I was talking about the other day when I was saying, how do you guys heat your house out there in the hill towns and everything during this stuff? That's the risk that you take that you don't have to if you live in one of these uh, nice suburbs where you don't lose power every five minutes. Uh, Crews had to dismantle the wall to find the fire and safely put it out. After about three hours working to extinguish the fire, firefighters were able to let the family back in the home with just damage done to the fireplace area. However, Ashfield Fire said a significant restoration will need to be redone. Ah, oh, you're going to need to get those uh, the mold people in here. Fire restoration. Yeah, water damage people. Good category of business right there. Those guys make a ton of money. The fire restoration guys? I'm surprised uh, the fire department isn't in on that. On the fire restoration? Hey, I got another job for you. <laughs> Bob's brother, Frank. Bob, the firefighter's brother's uh, yeah. Frank. Oh, wow, you know what? This looks like a job for complete restoration in Asheville. <laughs> Here's a card. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget, if this is the fire restoration uh, number. Uh, let's see. Uh, there were still people without power in uh, in Western Massachusetts. Thousands of households in the Bay State are still in the dark following this week's nor'easter. Uh, as utilities companies work diligently to restore the power, some customers are growing frustrated. Western Mass News spoke with one Blandford woman who's been without power since early yesterday morning. Now she says she's eager for the lights to come back on. It's still off. I've had multiple electrician people come by my house and ask me if I have power, which I don't. I've had multiple calls from Eversource saying my power is back on, but it's not. Uh. That's the pro- You see, that's the problem uh. with these ma- major companies is like they're not there. And yeah, I, and I'll tell you, you know, this and this was not Comcast's fault. No, but but the line fell down in front of my house for for Xfinity. Now they're probably getting thousands of calls throughout the area, tons of people, you know, and I'm and I'm telling them that there's a line down on my lawn, and then two hours later they call back and they say, "Yeah, your uh, your 
issue has been fixed. And I'm looking out on the front lawn, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Don't think it is. What, you got some magical uh, <laughs> Wi-Fi going on there? <laughs> Don't think it is. And uh, But they, they came out they came out pretty quickly yesterday, and they, and they put the line back up. But it's just, I think when you're talking about major corporations, especially like Eversource or Xfinity or whatever, they got all these people calling during the storm saying, hey, I got this line down. I got this. I got no power here. They can't keep track of it all. You know what I mean? I mean, it's yeah. that many people, 20,000 people or something were without power, they said. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty nuts. Uh, Sergeant Crystal Ostoff and her family who live in Blanford have been in the dark since 530 on Tuesday morning. The mother of three says her and her husband purchased a generator during the storm so they wouldn't lift completely without heat. We don't even have heat right now because our heat is through electric is electric through oil, and we can't hook that up to the generator currently. So we're using space heaters to have some sort of heat. When I woke up this morning, it was fifty degrees in my house. Oh, Ugh. fifty degrees is better than zero degrees. Yeah, yeah. At least your pipes aren't freezing. Uh, so all stuff is eager for the power to come back on. She says she's grateful for all the grateful for all the hard work the crews have been doing throughout the storm. Those guys really do. They they burn the candle at both ends. I know they make good money for it and everything else, but that is not an easy job. I don't think they probably make enough money to deal with all the stuff that they got going on over there. I think so. I I think they're doing just fine. They're doing they no. Got, you got to remember, it's the power company that's making all the money. Right. They're they're just the uh, the benefactors of a little slice of it. You know, like when they when they say, "Oh, you get this free mass save program." Oh, that's free. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, the free from the money you've been taking from my electric bill for the last 15 20 years. For the $400 years. a month now electric bill that you're paying? Yeah. Uh Indian Motorcycle uh, 1901 will be reopening once again at the MGM Springfield Plaza after having closed their doors in 2020. The newly reopened uh, Indian Motorcycle 1901 will feature merchandise from the iconic Springfield-born pioneers of the American motorcycle industry. At the beginning of the pandemic, MGM was forced to significantly reduce their operations, which in turn led to the closure of the stores and a decrease in employees. MGM Resorts International President uh, Will Hornbuckle was in Springfield to meet with uh, city leaders back in January. MGM Springfield has faced complaints about not adhering to the community host agreement it signed with the city of Springfield. Hornbuckle said they're working on plans to increase jobs, expand existing businesses, and open new businesses in the darkened storefronts on Main Street. Inside the casino, Hornbuckle said there will be more regular and expanded hours for restaurants and attractions. That was probably one of the more frustrating things to go down there and like not have like a restaurant open. Yeah, like around noontime. You know that 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 my one of my best meals that I've ever had in Western Mass was at that uh, Chandler's, the steakhouse there. Yeah, I've never I've never been there. So yet. when they opened, they. I looked at the menu and I laughed. I go, who in, who in Western Mass is going to pay $60 for a steak or whatever, you know? And normally I would say, who the heck would ever? I would have thought in my life, number one, I would never eat there. Number two, I'd never recommend people eat there. But when they opened, they they asked me to do like a residency for a month in the comedy club there, Roar, which mm-hmm. is a, also a, a nice comedy club. And uh, they had me come down to meet them. I was in sweatpants or I was in jeans and a sweatshirt. And I thought we were meeting in the food court. I didn't even... You know, no, and they and they asked me to come into the steakhouse, and I had a meal. Steve, I'm telling you, it's like one of the best meals that I've ever had. It was, everything was perfect, and uh, it's so good that I looked up the chef of the of the place, and she was uh, she was a lady who had won the um, Hell's Kitchen with Gordon Ramsay yeah, that we yeah. were talking about the other day, and uh, I'm telling you, man, uh, those restaurants that were down there, I feel bad for them. You know, to they can't, no, you, you don't. I got to say this right. 
Uh, I don't want to upset anybody. Uh, you uh, would be careful. Yeah, you you wouldn't. Find, you know me well. You wouldn't. You wouldn't normally find me as an ally to a giant corporation that's a gambling corporation. Right. But that's real hard to hold up the community host agreement plan in the middle of the pandemic when everything has gone away. You know what I mean? Well, and that's that's the thing. It's not like they were at fault. For right. Doing it redefined this. It everything for everyone. Everybody had to close right. down, and everybody had to re re right. Like you said, redefine everything. But it's good that now that uh, now that things are coming back, that they're going to get back to honoring all that stuff and getting stuff open. I think that's great. Uh, you've probably seen a police show where a cop gets fired, but he secretly returns to work because he just can't let go of that last case. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Turn in your badge and gun. Well, here's a little spin on that uh, type of story. A man in Georgia was arrested for impersonating an officer recently. Turns out that he used to be a real cop, but was let go several weeks before. The thing is, when he was caught, he was, in uniform, casually directing traffic. <laughs> Some officers were in the area, and they noticed he wasn't wearing a patch, and they asked him who he was, and he said he was an officer with the Talbotton Police Department. They called to confirm, and that's when officials in Talbotton said, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't work here anymore. <laughs> it's unclear why he was directing traffic, though. That uh, that's really cracking that last case. He's like, I got one more intersection yeah. before I. G- <laughs> I got one more moving violation to write. <laughs> the name of the movie is called Moving Violation. The moving Violation. <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> we're gonna get that ticket. Look at that tail light out. <laughs> that's a weird. That's a weird thing. Well, you know, that's uh, that's one of those jobs that maybe you just can't let go of. You know. <laughs> I used to uh, when I when I worked for the railroad years ago, and I had in my car, and I've I've told this story before where. I had the vest, you know, the the bright vest yeah. and the and the light, the, like yeah. the little baton light thing, like you're an air traffic controller. Yeah. And uh, years ago, I'm dating this girl, and a bunch of us are in my my jeep, and we're trying to get out of the East Long Meadow fireworks traffic, <laughs> and we're parked on like one of these side lots, you know, like yeah, one of the, yeah. like an empty lot. It's like an empty that's not even really a parking lot. It's just yeah. like a like somebody's grass or something. So we're we're parked there, and we're trying to get out of that that little area. I think it was like the entrance to the power lines, like something like that. And you can't get out onto the street. So I said, you get in the driver's seat. She gets in the driver's seat. I take the vest. I put it on. I walk all the way up to the front of the line of traffic and I stop cross traffic and I let all the cars go through (laughs) up to my car. And then I just hopped in, which probably pissed off the rest of the people behind me. That is a yeah. brilliant move, though. You realize, yeah. it, it, aren't aren't we funny as human beings? All you need is a $3 glow-in-the-dark That's, vest and a flashlight. Listen. And everyone assumes you have some kind of authority. If you just dress the part, yeah. you would probably go unnoticed. Think about... You know, like when they when they do those shows, like uh, remember the Sopranos? They had yeah. the the FBI like up on the telephone poles. But yeah. Listen, if you put a hard hat on and a vest on, you're who's going to question you whether or not what what kind of work you're doing? Unless somebody from the phone company comes by or the or the electric, they company. probably won't even question. They just uh, uh, a new guy. The new guy's up there. Yeah, because they probably don't know what's going right. on with the poles either. So right. all you got to do is just put your hazards on and pretend like you're playing the part. Fake authority. One of my favorite things is watching the people that uh, sneak into events. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, one of the things they said was. If you carry a stepladder into an event, for whatever reason, people will just let you through. 
So there's just videos of these guys like going to like sporting games. And That's actually else. not a bad idea. Yeah. For twenty bucks, you get a step ladder. You and your buddy put it on your shoulders, and you walk right through. They let you right in, and then you're you're at the game. That's actually not a bad idea. I think I might try that. Yeah. <laughs> your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, mostly sunny with a high of forty nine. Tomorrow cloudy with a high of fifty four. It's twenty seven right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock one hundred two. Ah, oh, yeah. Hey, it's Pat. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 652 and ZZ Top. It is going to be mostly sunny today for your Pioneer Valley forecast. High of 49 tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 54. It's 27 right now in downtown Springfield. Comedian Marty Caproni is in uh, in the hot seat for Bax this week. His Bax is uh, he's still sick. He's uh, dealing with a little cold, and he's going to be all right, and he's going to be back uh, probably on Monday. He's so. fine. Man, the amount yeah. of people that love that guy. I, did, I told you I did that show last night in Wilbraham. Yeah. In a barn uh, that we always do. And two things. I mean, first of all, all those people are listeners, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. And the other thing was they all are concerned about Bax. He really is like Ferris Bueller of Western Bass. Well, he's had this history of, uh, you know, he's been pretty open about his, like, medical issues. Yeah. Where he had the AFibs and all that stuff he was going into. But this has nothing to do with that. He's going to be fine. Yes. He will be back on Monday, and we will be uh, – we'll, We'll welcome that. You know why? Because I don't want to do this all day. I don't want to sit here behind the, the big chair. No, the no, board. no, no. Let, let, let him do it. He wants to do that. That's his job. He can do that. <laughs> he can press all the buttons. I like I'm, this seat. This is nice. I don't have to do anything other than read uh, Mass Live. And No, uh, no. See, it's it's not that bad. That's a pretty good gig. Pretty all right. good gig. So we uh, we got a time here for a, l- a little segment. I'll I'll give you a choice of what to uh, cheesy morning show uh, oh, prep like topics. All right, ready? rock little dude. Would you like to hear about the first time for the first time in three decades? The U.S. has a new favorite dog, or the average person needs to sleep with three pillows. All right, or. Twenty-five percent of people say it's likely that their family, uh, their secret family recipes, came from a cookbook. Which one do you want to go with? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to go with the first one, the and I want to guess. The dog. Yeah. All right. I'm the uh, there's earth-shattering news in the dog world here. I'm a f- huge. Anyone who knows me who's on my social media, which you, yeah, more than welcome to. You know, I am obsessed. I like dogs more than well, people. You're gonna guess, but I'm gonna tell you what it's not. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, can I guess what it's not? Yeah. Uh, Labrador Retriever. Yes, for the first time in three decades, the Labrador Retriever is not America's number one dog. The American Kennel Club released its most popular dog breeds in the U.S. in 2022 based on registration statistics. What do you think it is? What do you think the number one dog is in the United States? Uh, I'm going to guess, all right, and I'm just going on yeah. my strict dog experience over the last year or whatever because yeah. i i go to a lot of hotels for yeah. this job and the these people bring their dogs into the the lab's a big dog yeah. i had a lab i had a black lab casey she was the best for 13 years couldn't really travel with her because they're big you know unless you get the fake vest and you pretend that it's like a, a, a therapy dog or whatever right i'm gonna go with uh like the bulldog like the little bulldogs you know did you read this story no you sure am i nailing it the french bulldog is the is the number one dog nailed it and followed then by lab labrador retrievers then golden Golden retrievers then german shepherds yep and then uh five through ten you got poodles bulldogs rottweilers beagles uh dachshunds 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 great dogs and uh german short-haired pointers 
dog uh, popularity can fluctuate wildly over time. 25 years ago, French Bulldogs weren't even in the top 75. That's it. Well, you know, one of the things that, that bothers me about that is uh, those uh, Bulldogs, and I think French Bulldogs, uh, they need to be born by cesarean section. Like Why? Because <laughs> otherwise they'll ruin the... Because they didn't pay attention during Lamaze class? I don't know. They, <laughs> they, they, but they, 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 it's really involved, and they're expensive. I don't know if you remember a while back, uh, maybe it was like Lady Gaga or like one of those big artists. Yeah. Her dogs got kidnapped. Yeah, they're yeah, worth yeah. like 10, 10, 10 yeah, 15 grand a dog. That, that's the thing. It's like, who's putting prices on these things that they're dog, they're animals? Yes. I paid 300 bucks for my lab. Oh, see, see, but that's a problem too. I paid yeah. 1600 for mine, and everyone thought I was crazy, but they told you you're better off to pay up front if you're going to buy a purebred dog. You're yeah. better off to pay up front for one that has the hips and the eyes and all the certifications. Because you get the three hundred dollar one, you get attached to it, and then the next thing you know, it's got like you know a tumor growing out of its head, or its yeah. hips don't work, and you're gonna pay that in vet bills anyways. And my Casey, I had her for thirteen years. She was a, a picture of health for ninety percent of that time, you know. And uh, you know, I love it, but I, I I hate to sound like I'm all you know whatever, but well, just adopt it. one, man. Just just go down to the shelter, go to Dakin or TJ O'Connor's, and just sort of wonder one. why we do this to ourselves. What's that? You get a dog knowing that in 10 to 15 years that you're going to be, it's going to be one of the saddest days of your life. Brutal. Brutal. That's what I mean. Why would you, why, why do we do that to ourselves? Because man, they're they're, they're the best. You know what I mean? You can have 13 years of a dog and you could have 50 years of like a spouse or a best friend or whatever. And you're going to have more great moments than 13 years with the dog. (laughs) Because there's no anger. You have no, there's no, you don't have any bad memories when they die. The worst thing they ever did was chew up a slipper. You know what I mean? Or, or knock the trash over like yeah. my dog does yeah. all the time. Right. And you're, and you know what? Your best friend or your spouse or whoever has probably done that in your house yeah. anyway. So, you know, they're just, they're the best. And, and people should rescue him. I, I have a rescue now. He's crazy. They have like little, they have quirks and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it's like the, uh, the old Bill Burr bit. The toaster right. goes off at two in the morning. And the, dog, yeah. <laughs> the dog freaks out. But, they have quirks and stuff, but they're, you know, there's enough dogs out there. You know, you can get a purebred if you really want to. I'm not going to guilt anyone, but just rescue one. Do change you know your what, life. It'll you know what the least life. popular breed was last year? Least popular breed yeah. of dog? I'm going to go with uh, Great Pyrenees. Nope. Uh, English Foxhound. Really? Yeah. Well, not here. Maybe in England, you know, they're... Oh. they're but the, uh, the the Labrador Retriever had been number one for 31 straight years. Yeah. Before that, the Conquer Spaniel. Before that, Spuds McKenzie. Uh, really? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I'm just making it You're dating yourself. I, I remember buying a, uh, my, my dad bought me a tea. We went to this flea market down in, uh, in, in uh, I think it was like near Intercourse, Pennsylvania. It was Inter- like out in Intercourse, Pennsylvania. Intercourse, you say? Yeah, Pennsylvania Dutch country. I've been but, there. I You know, I go into town, come out of town, go back yeah. into town, come out of town. They would have a flea market there that my dad would go nuts over uh, going to this flea market every summer. And they'd have, it was like, you know, it was basically they, they would charge vendors to come and set up and sell their stuff. <laughs> sure. And I had the, uh, I had a, a Spuds McKenzie shirt that he had been run over by a Coors truck. <laughs> and it was just like tire I'm marks over the dog. Oh, my And my God. dad let me get that, that shirt. That's really at, dark. At like nine years old. D- yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, good times. I had a Cocker Spaniel, too. 
I had a Cocker Spaniel growing up when I was 11 years old. That was my first dog. Buffy. I always liked those dogs. A great dog. Yeah. Just a, a, a royal pain in the butt uh, for uh, for maintenance. you got to get them haircuts yeah. and everything else. It's uh, it's seven o'clock. Uh, it's Bax and Nago with uh, Marty Caproni sitting in. Uh, we got uh, sports coming up next on Rock One Hundred Two. Bax and Nago. Rock One Hundred Two, Springfield's classic rock. It is seven ten and uh, Rat on Rock One Hundred Two. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today: mostly sunny with a high of forty nine. Tomorrow cloudy with a high of fifty four. 27 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, again, if you're just joining us and you're like, what the hell's going on? And uh, who's this guy? Uh, and why wears Bax? Well, Bax is out sick, and Marty Caproni, a comedian, is here. Uh, Happy to us. be here, Steve. See? It's, um, you know. Got a whole four hours of sleep this morning after yeah. uh, my show last night in the barn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You went uh, out to Wilbraham. I went out night. to Wilbraham. What a great show. Great people. I met, uh, I met a. Uh, I met an Olympic athlete last night. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, figure skater. Uh, Tiffany Scott was her figure skating name, and she married a plastic surgeon, and uh, she was Amy Poehler's stunt double in Blades of Glory. Look at you meeting all the who's who of Western Massachusetts. But you know, it's funny. Yeah. You meet like I I meet them. They're just they're decent, like a nice couple. You just talking to them after and everything. They, they, yeah. Her husband uh, Brian uh, was his name. He, he uh, you're talking to him or whatever, and they're they're good people. And then you real like they think you're special. You're the guy sitting there telling stupid jokes, and then you Google them after. You're like, how accomplished are these people? Holy yeah, cow! Right you know? Um, and I was just, and I you're was, like, and you're say, what the hell am I doing? What here? am I doing with my yeah. life? There's no gold medal for uh, no. morning radio or comedy. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess you could get some medals. Speaking of uh, morning radio, yeah, uh, there's a there's a lady in radio, Mary McCoy in Texas. Okay. She just set the Guinness World Record. She's been on the air for more than seventy two years. Like straight, no commercial breaks, or no commercial <laughs> breaks. Yeah. yeah, she's she hasn't changed herself in, in fifty one years. Uh, but she's uh, yeah, seventy two years. That's Holy a long time. Smoke. She started as a host in nineteen fifty one when she was twelve years old. Now oh she's eighty five and has no plans to retire. I mean. You, it's kind of stupid to retire at this point. You're 72 years in. What are you going to ride off in the sunset? Yeah, what are you going to say? Oh, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's like, that's that, that 1950s radio. That's like, you know, she's been there from that all the way through now. You know, I'd be more impressed if she was on the air for 72 years at the same radio station. Because that's usually, you know, there's lots of people in this business who have been, <laughs> you know, travel up and down the dial. Yeah, you know, yeah, Different yeah. radio stations and oh, stuff. Do you, how long, do, you know, it's great. This is a, this would be a good commentary on the business is at 72 years then if they just fired her on a commercial break and never let her come back. <laughs> you know, it's happened. That That's the thing. Like, I've known people that has happened to. Like, listen, it's been great. All right, we know you're 85. You got to go. You know. There's people, you know, there's people, this is obviously a small industry, so you hear about how other places, like, just wrapped up. Yeah. And, like, I think it was, uh, I think it was CCC out of Hartford when they wrapped up the, you know, the the day. They just... Closed oh, five o'clock today. We're closed, and we're we're now a Christian radio station. Like it just it just flips, and that's that's how easy it happens in this business. So good for her for yeah, seventy two years. That's a good 70, run. Seventy two years in the business. 
another one. A woman in Australia was angry after her husband forgot to buy a lottery ticket with the number she's been playing for the last 30 years. So the next week, he tried to make up for it by purchasing two tickets with the same set of numbers. <laughs> Both tickets hit. No. Yeah. For a million dollars, so they ended up winning two million bucks. The same numbers hit the second week in a row? Well, she, they didn't come out the week that he forgot. The week that he buys the tickets, he's like, I'll just buy two of these tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for the same drawing. So oh, okay. it's like the million dollars is the prize. Well, he hit it twice because he had two tickets. So My, he got two million dollars. Look at that guy. Well, I have a story like that, Steve, if you yeah, want to hear it. Go for it. It's not It's not as good as my uncle's drunk monkey, but yeah. uh, my parents, when I was a kid, my parents, when I was a kid, played the same lottery numbers every week. It was yeah. like, I think it was called like the big game or whatever, and it was a million dollars. That's what you won. And my my grandmother at the time, uh, who was, she could be a difficult lady, my grandmother said, for Christmas, I don't know what to get you guys, so I'm going to buy you guys a season ticket. You know, yeah. But my dad used to like to go get the lottery ticket every week. It was part of his routine. But my grandmother convinced my mother that she was going to buy the ticket. So she said, "Okay." Right. So my mother gave her the numbers. My grandmother said, "I went and I got the ticket." My mother called her, confirmed, "Are you sure? Because I'm going to not get the ticket this week." And she said, "No." She goes, "I got the ticket." My mother said, "Do you have? You got the numbers?" She says, "Yep." She goes, "The ones I gave you." She says, "Yep." So my mom doesn't go that week. That week. That those numbers come up that they played forever for a million dollars, and and my grandmother had took it upon herself. So my I remember this. My parents woke us up and they were like, "We're millionaires! You can get any toy you want." We're going to toys. I'm jumping up and down in my bed. My brothers yeah. jumping up and down. We're like, "We're rich! Oh, we're rich! We're man. rich!" It's it's got to be like ten o'clock at night or whatever. Yeah. After by the time, so my mother calls my grandmother and my mother says, "We need that ticket." We just hit for a million dollars. My grandmother on the phone goes, oh, my God, I'm so excited. Yay, yeah, yay, yeah. yay. We all jump in the car at 10 at night. We drive over to my grandparents' house. My grandmother comes running out with a ticket. Everyone's dancing around the living room and my, hands it to my mom. And then I see my mom reading the ticket, and I just see her face just turn from pure joy to, like, this mix of, like, disappointment and uh. anger. And my mother goes, where are the numbers? These are your. This is your ticket. Where are? Where's our numbers? And my grandmother goes, "What are you talking about? Our numbers?" She goes, "Oh no, the, those are yours." She goes, "No, those aren't the numbers I wrote down for." My grandmother goes, "Oh well, it doesn't matter. I I I knew you guys weren't lucky with those numbers, so I got uh, I got you guys uh, picked uh, out different numbers." She got a quick pick. And I remember my mom just saying to my father. My mom never spoke ill about anyone. I remember my mom saying to my father on the way back. She goes. What kind of level of dumb is it that she thought that we knew her new numbers? So we went through that whole thing. Yep. And that was uh and that was the disappointment. What an incredible was. wave of disappointment. Like it's the like, Caproni family luck, baby. You th <laughs> like that would be that would drive me nuts. I think I, I thought I won ten thousand dollars one yeah. time and it was like a, it was on a scratch ticket and it was really just like a number thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that was devastating enough to go, man, ten grand would have been awesome. But to to a for million. like a million dollars. This is back in yeah. like uh, this is a million dollars back in like probably nineteen eighty four, eighty five. Yeah. You know, yeah, I was like yeah. I I think it was like nine or ten years old. I remember the feeling of I didn't have a concept of money, but a million dollars is a ton of money then. It'd be like twenty million dollars yeah. today. And I remember my 
I remember that feeling of like I can get whatever I want at Toys R Us whenever I yeah. want. Like so excited. I know. And yeah. just ripped away from us. Wow. You yeah. just set your family up for a lifetime of disappointment. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. And then back to school the yeah. next morning all overtired because I got up yeah. celebrating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could have been a millionaire, but last night I played a barn in Wilbraham. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Uh, next week I'll be at the Pride Station on Route 5 <laughs> in West Springfield. I do a gig at a Pride Station. That's fine. I, I just do it for the sandwiches alone. Uh, think about it. There was, there was the comedy concept that I saw just recently that the guy was doing that I was like, wow, that's actually a pretty good idea. What was I think that? it was somebody standing in a storefront, like doing- standing in the middle of a like an aisle somewhere, like a, like a grocery store doing stand-up. My uh, my old manager, I had spent, you know, it takes you about an hour and a half or a year and a half to write an hour of material, yeah. you know, and I've never recorded an album or a special because I always knew that it wasn't good enough. And then during the pandemic, I, I was writing and I was getting up, I was doing all these crazy shows in farms and back yeah. of pickup trucks, everything outside. I, I write an hour and a half of material. I'm I'm so excited about it. You know, I know I have it boiled down to an hour and my manager was like, uh, instead of doing it like in a theater or something, I think what we should do is um, we'll cut it with you doing the jokes into drive-through speakers, and we'll have another camera on that people at the drive-through window, and that's what we'll do. And I remember being so angry because I was like, I just spent a year and a half of my life like writing this, like yeah. creatively. We we couldn't be more different. But then I I see TikTok now, and I'm like, yeah. Son of a gun, that guy was probably really right. You know yeah, I mean? you probably could have. Yeah, and you know what? You could have passed it up, guy. and you passed it up because you were like, "Nah, that's <laughs> not 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 the opportunity yeah. for Marty." That was my million dollar. That was my million dollar uh, uh, lottery ticket. I, I think it was the uh, the Nate Nate Borgazzi. Um, yeah, I had Nate at my at the old club at, the, at Cabot. One of the specials he had on was him outside. He was doing a show Dude. outside, and you and he'd have to stop the show because the planes were flying over from L.A. Oh, I saw that. LAX. The yeah, 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 I thought yeah. that was pretty pretty funny. See, yeah. you just gotta you just gotta go with the flow. He uh, Nate was great. There's another uh, uh, a comedian that she did a special um, in her parents' living room, and it was just for her two parents sitting on a couch. Oh God. Yeah, apparently no, but apparently it was a great special. I didn't see it, but well, see all the all the great <laughs> ideas else, yeah. you didn't think of. Yeah, it's uh, it's seven twenty with Bax and Nagel and uh, Marty Caproni sitting in for Bax this week, and uh, we got news coming up in about ten minutes on Rock One Hundred Two this spring. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock, 728 and The Who on Rock 102. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be mostly sunny with a high of 49. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 54. 27 right now in downtown Springfield. Bax and Nagel show. Bax is out. Comedian Marty Caproni is in at least until tomorrow. And then uh, Bax should be back on Monday. I'm happy to be here, Steve. Yeah, see? Uh, I do have to tell you about uh, Pat Kelly, that guy we have here in the sure, afternoon. Sure, Pat. He, uh, he's going to broadcast live from Tap Sports Bar at MGM Springfield this afternoon from 2 to 6 p.m. for Hoops and Hops. Tap Sports Bar is your home for the men's basketball tournament. Every day from March 16th to April 16th, you can get $5 off the 50-ounce towers and the $10 off the 100-ounce towers of Coors Light and Miller Light. A 100-ounce tower. You usually drink those with other people. It's not I would like hope. you're. Yeah, you're yeah. not. You're not. Uh, you're getting five or six buddies together. Listen, I like the chili and the fried pickles down a tap. I think they're amazing. Yeah. Uh, 
I think going down there and getting some chili and some fried pickles and then polishing off a hundred ounce uh, beer tower by yourself. Yeah, that'll that'll make you that'll make you uh, right nice next to fired up. Yeah, right yeah. next to some gambling is probably a real wow. recipe for some bad financial well, decisions. Well, let's yeah. <laughs> anyway, Pat and the Road Crew will have your chance to win some great prizes. The first sixty four people that stop by the Rock One Hundred Two table will get the chance to pick a random team from the tournament. If their team wins, they'll score a Coors Light Igloo Party Bar Cooler. And a Blue Moon Patio Umbrella, courtesy of Coors Light and Miller Light. And bring your friends if you're yeah. going to go, right? I mean, bring your friends. Don't do that by yourself. Don't do the 100-ounce I don't think right. they let you have one of those by yourself. <laughs> it's Hoops and Hops at Tap Sports Bar at MGM this Thursday from 2 to 6 with Pat Kelly, Coors Light, and Miller Light, And from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. At 7.30, we got news coming up next at Rock 102. Join the madness. 7.33 at Rock 102, and it is time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai, the, the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days, and that includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. And now, local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Oh, well, thanks, man. I uh, appreciate you, you know, with that uh, nice intro that you just gave me there. I appreciate that. Uh, Crews, uh, fire departments in Northampton and Pittsfield reported Wednesday Oh, where does this go? Wednesday, you're receiving more than 100 calls for service during Tuesday's snowstorm. Northampton Fire were called to 119 incidents from 5 a.m. on Tuesday to 5 a.m. on Wednesday. The department said that's one of the most amount of incidents in the 24 hours that they've ever had. In one record-breaking shift, one crew was called to 96 of those incidents, including wires down, trees down, trees on houses or cars, one car fire, medical calls, calls and fire alarms. The uh, Pittsfield Fire Department also reported a large amount of incidents they were called to. They received 99 ports of vehicle accidents, trees on wires, gas leaks, fire alarms, uh, crack pipe exploding, and medical calls. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. I just say it. All that freebasing going on out in Pittsfield. <laughs> Something's bound to happen. But, uh, yeah, there's people that's still without power now from that storm the other day. It's, it was pretty nasty. Basically, when it snows, Pittsfield becomes, uh, what's that that video game, Grand Theft Auto? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Grand. All of a sudden, here we are, yeah. Grand Theft Auto. You're up, uh, let's see, fire departments in, uh, oh, wait, I already just did that one. Where's the one about the fire? The actual fire? Yeah, I had one in, uh, in, oh yeah, the Ashfield fire. Firefighters were able to safely put out a fire uh, behind a fireplace Wednesday morning in Ashfield. Firefighters were called to a home on Emmett Road around 10.44 a.m. for a report of smoke coming from the walls. When they arrived, the owners of the 1800s two-and-a-half-story multifamily home showed them how smoke was coming from gaps in the baseboard around an old fireplace. It was discovered that the home was affected by power outages and the recent storm uh, from the recent storm, and the family had been keeping warm with the fireplace. However, fire had extended into the wall space behind the fireplace. That was causing significant damage to the fireplace and wood behind it. They probably never lit this thing. It probably <laughs> is just, oh, that thing is just for decoration. And finally one day, oh, hey, you know what? Uh, since there's no... Um, you know, uh, no heat. You might as well <laughs> check the wall. Um, as you were saying, that's uh, Ashfield, uh, which we assume has a firefighting force of, well, one guy probably. Yeah, probably. We'll called Bob. What? <laughs> Bob. Bob responded to the fire. Well, he showed up. He got his. Uh, he had his super soaker. <laughs> he was ready to go. Found it in the wall. Yeah. Now remember to everybody listen to Firefighter Bob now. <laughs> All right, you kids, don't be buying an 1800s two-and-a-half-story multifamily home without checking to see if it's got proper fire 
<laughs> placement. The wall. A trooper in Connecticut is accused of allowing his girlfriend to access sensitive state police information. Connecticut authorities uh, report on January 9th they learned that 29-year-old trooper Mitchell Paz was uh, possibly th- allowing third-party access to the state police reporting system. Paz is accused of permitting his girlfriend, Amanda Marino, to access the state police report system. They said she was checking. They said she was checking on the father, Sean Roca, of her child's alleged charges. Uh, WFSB reports the investigation stemmed from a love triangle with the sharing of information hampering an ongoing state police investigation. Ooh, juicy. Juicy. Love juicy. triangle. Love triangle. Roca is accused of selling drugs to Marino, uh, reportedly was using Paz's laptop to find out information about who may have informed police about his second, his reported crimes. He was trying to find out who the informant so was. So she, let me, I, I got to make sure I'm digesting the story correctly. She was with a drug dealer, and then she was also with a cop, and then she used the cop's information to get back at the drug dealer? She was checking on the uh, the father of her child's... Uh, the father of her child. She was checking on his charges. Oh, okay. To see who Renaissance had woman. turned she, him. Yeah. She went from uh, criminal to cop. Uh, according to authorities, Trooper Paz has been arra- arrested and placed on administrative leave while the situation remains under investigation. State police said Paz is scheduled to be in court on March 29th. Roca has been charged with conspiracy to commit computer, computer crimes, while Marino is facing computer crimes charges as well. Paz has been a member of the Connecticut State Police since 2015. Oof. Was. So close to retirement. You know? Was Seven years a ago. member of the state police. Uh you know, uh, this is what happens. You know, you get some crazy broad coming along, going, "Hey, just <laughs> so, let me, uh, just let me, uh, just let me look at that computer. Can I just see what he was brought up on? Can I just?" Uh, I like how you took it to 1950s. You're like, "This is cuckoo broad over here." Well, <laughs> you know, because when you do stuff like that, yeah. that makes you cuckoo. Yeah, you little that's, cuckoo. That's cuckoo broad stuff. <laughs> it is. It sounds misogynistic, but it it's does. true. Yeah, yeah. What are you? Oh, hey, please, please. I know, I know. You're not allowed to let me, but I'll do things to you in your, in your. In your uh, oh, here, here you go. Here's cruiser. my laptop. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Look up whatever you want. Go right ahead. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, we got some other stuff here. I'm just, you, what, I'm just fishing around. What do you got? Huh? What do you got over there? Well, what there? do you got? You got that story about the guy the uh, the guy on the... I have the story right here in front of me. Oh, you, you want to talk about it? Yeah, talk about a tech it? tycoon has been branded a creep after allegedly offering a woman $100,000 to take off her face mask on, a board, uh, on board a Delta flight. Steve Kirsch took to Twitter to say he made the anonymous passenger the offer last Friday. I'm on board Delta flight right now. The person sitting next to me in first class refused $100,000 to remove her mask for the entire flight. No joke. This was after I explained they don't work. She works for a pharma company. (laughs) Kirsch explained uh, his post with a selfie that showed him smiling on board the full flight. He didn't disclose the destination to which he was traveling. The post reached out to Kirsch for comment. Kirsch is a Silicon Valley veteran who is credited with one of the first versions of the optical mouse back in 1980. He later co-founded Frame Technology Corporation, which was brought, bought by Adobe uh, bought by Adobe in 1995 and created the search engine InfoSeek, which sold to Disney in 1999. His net worth was reportedly $230 million in 2007. So, oh, wow. 
Yeah. So he's done well for himself. See, this is one of those things. I don't even think it needs to be a political commentary. I just think for $100,000. Well, I read the headline first, and it said, you know, basically he propositioned a passenger called creepy, this and that. And I was like, oh, look at this creep. And then I read the article, and I'm like, what a what a decent uh, what a decent guy offering a hundred grand. Who I I don't care where you fall. I would take my mask off for a hundred grand. I would, I, do- I would do a lot more for a hundred <laughs> grand. Take mask off. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why they're calling this guy a creep. <laughs> His Twitter feed, which describes him as a truth teller and critical thinker, is complete with links to articles that are also skeptical of COVID nineteen mandates uh, and masking practices. Kirsch followed up his initial tweet with a lengthy thread further explaining his interaction with the mask-clad traveler. I started the bidding at $100, and I pointed out that when she removed the mask for eating and drinking, she could be infected with one breath. So she had full disclosure. She took the mask off as soon as breakfast was served. Because everyone knows you can't get infected while you're eating, he sarcastically added before concluding, maybe next time I'll sit next to someone who had an account at Silicon Valley Bank. Oh God! You know the bank that collapsed too last week. Soon, yeah. Mr. Yeah. Too soon, Mr. Kirsch. Yeah, but you know, you, you think about that. Here's here's the thing. It definitely the, the guy. The other thing that the article I thought mentioned was the guy actually donated a million dollars to COVID research and vaccine right. research and everything. So he was like originally totally on board, and then I think like a lot of people became skeptical as it went along, which I feel like is kind of uh, a human reaction. I. Listen, you know me. I was at the first three months of the pandemic. You saw me. I was on Facebook Live every day. Stay home. Wear a mask. Yeah, yeah. We've got a social distance, you know. And then they just started making the weird rules. And I'm like, this doesn't seem. You can go to bars, but you can't You can't go to the bars after 9 o'clock at night. Well, we had the like guy COVID on. COVID comes out at 9.15. Ah, let me well, get you. Well, we had, the, we had the, uh, the owner of the Magic Lantern on a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Because they yeah. sold it. It's going to be a marijuana dispensary now. That's, wow. And they're going to keep the old, because they were selling the sign that was outside, the big sign. That yeah, says, yeah, yeah, the big, the, yeah. Yeah, 20 grand you could have that sign for. It's going to be dispensary. Now, here's a question. On Wednesdays, will they open up just for amateur pot growers? No, no, we already we already went through this whole this whole discussion <laughs> with this guy. Okay. And uh, But they're taking the sign down, and they're putting it in, and they're going to keep it as part of the motif as the, as the marijuana dispensary that goes in there. I think that's a great idea. It is. That's an iconic sign, Steve. But, uh, but he was saying that you know during the pandemic, they were the first a gentleman's club to open, reopen in the state because they were the only one that actually had a food license oh my in the God. entire state. And uh, they weren't allowed to stay open past 9 o'clock at night. It's yeah. like, what, what are you doing? Like, you're not. 9.15, COVID comes out yeah. like, what's up? <laughs> you know, there's all those things that were so weird. You know what I mean? Even like the grocery store thing, they're open an hour early. For the just, elderly people? Just for elderly the elderly people. people. Well, well, that didn't make sense either. No, no, no. And then I got mad. You know, I was going to the Big Y all the way in Southwick because I was like, I want to go to the smallest supermarket I can go. Because, you know, everyone was panicked. We didn't know. And every morning I'd go there, they would have that hour. I'd be sitting waiting for it to open up to the general public. I'd go back in. All I see is just elderly people wheeling out toilet paper in bulk. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm left to, like, fist fight three guys over one roll of Scott tissue that's left in the aisle when, the, when these people are done. You know what I mean? But that that was the thing. That was, that was the thing that I was complaining about was they were taking all the good stuff. So yeah. you'd go into Costco at like ten o'clock because they'd from nine to ten they'd have the hours, you know, yeah. for the elderly people. Yeah. And then you'd go in there at ten. Oh, I'm sorry, we're all out of stock. 
Because, yeah, because you just let everybody take it out the door. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, when the thing started, I was like, we got to stay home, protect the elderly. They're our vulnerable population. When they started doing that, I was like, we need to kill off some of these old people so that I can wipe. (laughs) I locked myself in a woodshed uh, and just drank vodka. That was kind of like, you know, it was the only way to to really kind of survive. It's the only way to kind of survive something like that. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Social distancing. (laughs) Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be mostly sunny with a high of 49 tomorrow cloudy with a high of 54. It's 27 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. It's bad. You're trapped. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It is 750 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today, mostly sunny with a high of 48. Tomorrow, it's cloudy with a high of 54. It's 27 right now in downtown Springfield. If you get, if you're just joining us, uh, Bax is still out sick. Comedian Marty Caproni is uh, filling in in the hot seat here today. I'm happy to be here, Steve. Are you really that happy? I really am. You know, it's the, the like I said, the morning stuff. I'm getting used to it. Like I say, three hours of sleep after a show last night or whatever. But I, I've learned the the value of coffee, and uh, I'm in, I'm enjoying myself. It's well, the only thing I would get up for. Well, now that you're here, you're ready to enjoy a benchmark. Uh, let's do that. All right. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. You a hockey fan? Aki? Aki? Aki, Steve? Aki. I like, I like hockey. I only, I can't watch it on TV. I only like to go to games live. It's the only time I can see it. You know, like a Thunderbirds game or a Bruins game. Well, if you were at this one during the uh, Maple Leafs and the Buffalo Sabres uh, NHL matchup, the singer's mic cut out while singing the U.S. National Anthem. Thankfully, the mostly Canadian crowd took it from there and sang the rest of the song. Here's the moment the mic cut out. And the crowd doing the Who's broad stripes? Yeah! How nice are Canadians, huh? Yeah, because you know Americans wouldn't do that. If it Nobody would know. A Canadian yeah, Everyone no, would just stare at each other. Everyone would like, uh, uh, maple syrup. Uh, <laughs> saying Canadian Cops things. on horses. Uh, I don't know. Like <laughs> You'd be making up the lyrics to the whole thing. I wouldn't. Not with the first clue. I All I know is, oh, Canada. That's, yeah, that's all it. I know. Oh, Canada. <laughs> and then it would be like. Yeah. It would be like uh, Eddie Vedder. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know why anybody would want to voluntarily live in California. There are record rains happening right now. You either get fires or you get rain. That's it. James Uh, Taylor. But that isn't stopping people from doing dumb stuff. Here's a report about a guy who saw cars stalled on a flooded street but went for it anyway. This guy is going to go for it. That is not recommended. Oh, my gosh. And I'm pretty sure he just got stuck. Right there. Guys, the water literally, he had his window down. The water was literally going inside onto his lap as he drove through. I can't believe that just happened. Yeah, he's stuck. He is stuck. 
I honestly felt so bad for this guy. And he sat in that car for a moment, then minutes later got out, got on the roof of his car, slid down onto the uh, trunk, and then walked his way out. He actually fell at one point into the water, so he was not thrilled about that situation. That is just an example of what can happen. And he saw the vehicles that were stuck in the water, and he saw us, the news here, covering the situation, and he still decided to go right through it. That is the advice. When you encounter a situation like this in a low-lying area with active rain and flooding, drive around. Don't risk it. It is not worth it. People are dumb. Like, if you see other cars submerged, what makes you think your car <laughs> is going to make it through? I, I, my favorite part was the newscaster guy going, I feel really bad for this guy. It's like, do you? No, do you, you don't. Really he feel doesn't bad? feel bad for you him. He sat there play by playing it as it happened. You he, didn't say, hey, sir, I don't think you should go through there. Like, let's watch this idiot and yeah, see what happens. He's secretly laughing his ass off. Yeah, of and course. he got it all on camera. Yeah. When he said that guy fell in the water, the guy's probably got it on film. They're probably going back in the newsroom and rewinding it over and over again. 100%. The guy fell down. That's what happens. He's like, should we stop him? No, let's get a live fatality on air, you know? Yeah, I would not want to be. These people who want to, like, oh, I'm going to drive today. I'm going to go yeah. out and do, you know, during dangerous weather. No, stay home. Stay home. You don't unless need you, to be out. Unless you work at a radio station and have to be here in the middle of a blizzard, stay home. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Gen Z and young millennial drivers on TikTok claim that people giving them a thumbs down on the road rather than flipping them off is a much bigger insult. Here's a video from TikTok backing up the thumbs down theory. One time when we were in Colorado, there was an outcrossing sign, so we slowed down to the recommended speed. And then somebody from Colorado went around us, rolled their window down, stuck their arm all the way out, and gave us a thumbs down. And I think about that interaction every single day. Flipping people off when you're driving is dead. Give them a thumbs down. They will not forget you. You're, you're offended by a thumbs down. I'm going to I'm gonna say this, just listening to that voice, double thumbs down for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, That's a big uh, insult right there. Literally? Like, oh, my God. Like, Tarek? I couldn't believe this guy just like drove around us and then he gave us a thumbs down. It I was like, like totally talking, everything I say goes up at the end. Letter at it. You ever see those people who talk and question all the time? <laughs> all the time. Uh, in our final clip, a uh, video is floating around uh, Reddit of a drunk passenger getting tased by police at an airport. The man was verbally abusive and screaming obscenities. They asked him how much he had to drink. Here's his answer. And then the moment they began to tase him. About three margaritas. About three margaritas. Yeah, you got a problem with that? Listen, I'm on a flight. I paid $2,000 to be on. There's no reason to arrest me. Turn around now. Why? Your other hand now. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Three margaritas. I like how combative. Usually, people drinking margaritas are real happy. Like, oh, it's just me and the girls in the office, margarita day. Yeah. I had three margaritas. What's your problem with that? Well, you know, the guy's got some money. If he's got a two thousand dollar plane ticket and can afford three margaritas at an at airport, the airport, I bet you did the double alcohol too. If you're gonna, you know. Well, you have to do that. I never understood why anybody wouldn't do that. Yeah. And they know that. That's why they put. You know, like, oh, oh, this large drink is twelve dollars, but for two dollars more, you can get a double. Okay. Okey-dokey. Who's going to say no to more booze for two bucks more? I bet you that guy after being tased. But think about what a great marketing uh, angle that is. You you set the price so high. Right. 
to begin with. That you're just like, it's all, it's like two more bucks. That two extra dollars isn't going to make a difference to these people. Yeah, it's like when you buy a luxury car and they're just like, for an extra 500 bucks, we'll heat the mirrors. Sure. Okay, like, fine. Right, fine. Go go for it. Uh, it is 757 uh, with Max and Nagel. We got sports coming up in just a few minutes on Rock 102. It's tax time. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 809 in Rush on Springfield's Classic Rock. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, mostly sunny with a high of 49. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 54. It's 27 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Bax is out sick this week. Uh, Marty Caproni sitting in the hot seat. And uh, I was waiting for you to do the view from the couch. I don't know. <laughs> I was just sitting here. And the song was played, and yeah. I was like, cool. I'm like, I always wonder where they got this song but, from. So it's like everything is all set up in this system here. Yeah. Right? And I have to remove – obviously, he's not here, yeah. so I have to remove the things that indicate that, you know, the, the thing – his benchmark that he does uh, by doing the view from the couch. But the the music's still there. So I had to go to the bathroom. I come, I come back from the bathroom, and I'm just like, do-do-do-do-do. And I'm like, hey, well, how come thing. the view from the couch is playing right now? Yeah. I was sitting here just bopping yeah. my head, reading news stories. Listen, this is what happens when you hire an idiot. This is, this is, the, this is you know what? You pay for what you get. That's what you get. Right? You're like, here's the view from the couch. Yeah, it's just yeah. Steve and Marty yeah. sitting there listening to the music. Exactly. Marty, Marty Caproni here in the studio with us. Uh, you got uh, a show tonight over at uh, View Street. Yep. In Chicopee. Yeah, Loft Loft Comedy Club of, above View Street Tavern in Chicopee. We have a show. It's $20 at the door. Um, you get your dinner tonight. Chef Larry's got uh, a garlic chicken dish that he makes. It's Ooh. amazing. Uh, he's got sauteed red peppers and zucchini and uh, rice peel off. And for 20 bucks, you get that dinner and a great comedy show. It's I try to make it as affordable as you can for people in Western Mass. If you want a night out, this is what you can go out on a date, you know, for 40 bucks. You know what I mean? That all in. You can't yeah. really beat it. Um, so uh, so that's tonight at uh, at uh, Loft Comedy Club and View Street, uh, above View, View Street Tavern, 92 View Street in Chicopee. And then next weekend, the 24th and 25th, uh, we have national comedian Kellen Erskine, who's been on America's Got Talent. He's been on uh, Conan. He's been on Jimmy Kimmel. He's coming to headline our first opening weekend. So there'll be shows every Friday and Saturday night at View Street going forward uh, at Loft Comedy Club above it. And uh, we always keep that Thursday show going. So every Thursday, you can come on out, have some laughs, start your weekend a little early. You can still be in bed by 10. It's uh, it's a great <laughs> thing. So I hope people uh, come out to the show. Yeah, well, tomorrow uh, is obviously uh, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna that's be a, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a big one. That's a humdinger. Uh, if you're planning to booze it up, yeah, you're, you're actually in the minority. Forty four percent of people plan to celebrate one way or another, but only a third of people will be drinking. I, Roughly I, a third of Americans never drink. That's really that many, huh? Yeah, I feel like that stat doesn't apply to Hoyok. Uh, no, probably not. <laughs> but you know, with, with with the legalization of of cannabis in this state, there's probably a lot more people that are going probably green. using both. Going yeah. green for St. Patrick's Day. Oh uh, yeah, I'm sure the green beer and the green uh, devil's lettuce, <laughs> if you will. Uh, here's uh, here's some survey stats from some people. You ready? Yep. Go ahead. Uh, Twenty for people who plan to, to to drink beer is the top choice by far. Seventy percent will buy beer. Thirty four percent will buy. Hard alcohol, 29% will buy wine, and 17% are buying hard seltzers. Almost a third of younger drinkers plan to buy those. The seltzers. 
Yeah, the seltzers. I like the seltzers. People make fun of me for drinking them, but I like them. You know what I mean? And people try to do that thing like, you're a sissy because you're drinking a seltzer. But you look at the, the micro brews they have out now. Yeah. You know what I mean? They got 17 different flavors in one beer and everything. I, I feel like the seltzer is just as manly. Well, I told you, ain't no laws with white claws. Yeah. <laughs> you can do whatever you want when you're drinking those things. Well, this St. Patrick's Day, I might have a couple of them. Uh, American lagers like Budweiser and Coors are the top beers that everybody's going to be drinking, which isn't even Irish. Yeah, you know, but it's funny. I I I still like a good, just give me like a good Bud Light or a Coors Light once in a while. Yeah. I don't drink a lot of beer anymore. Like This weekend I'll be at Mohegan Sun with Lenny Clark, so I'll probably be drinking quite a bit of beer. But uh, <laughs> when I'm... When I am drinking beer, uh, I I do enjoy just a regular old light beer once in a while. Uh, yeah, I get. I mean, Bud Light was always the go-to, you know, kind of thing. When you, you and I drink a lot of those, a lot of Bud Lights, a lot of Bud Lights, and a lot of Jack Daniels back in. Yeah, day. there's a reason why I don't do that anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know a few reasons. Why yeah, <laughs> legal reasons why we can't do that anymore. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Irish beers always see a huge bump around St. Patrick's Day. Normally, Guinness is the 17th best-selling beer in the U.S., but in March, it jumps to number nine. Oh, wow. Doubles. Yeah. Doubles their volume in one month, huh? Yeah. I remember going to a, a bar promotion where they had the Guinness people there with the with the machine that engraves the glasses. Did oh, yeah, do yeah, that? yeah, yeah. I, they, you know, the they can send you can send your bartenders. Uh, I don't know if we did this at View Street, but you can send your bar uh, your bartender to Ireland and learn how to pour a Guinness in the Guinness factory, which has been around since like the 1700s or something like that. Let me tell you something. I've celebrity bartended at the John Boyle O'Reilly Club. Well, they tell you how they teach you how to pour the Guinness. That's you know better I mean? than going you, to Ireland. Yeah, you wouldn't. It's like being in Ireland yeah. over at that place. <laughs> it's a great. I the uh, the John Boyle. They do a lot for well, the community they, they, and stuff. They're, they're great. Well, you. I don't know what happened. We used to do these gr- for for like five or six years in a row. We yep. did these celebrity bartending nights. We'd raise about two grand in about an hour and a half, which was insane. Yeah. And it would go to different charities. We had the uh, the Can- American Cancer Society, the Red Cross. We had uh, the Sister uh, Caritas uh, Cancer Center down yep. there. Like we had all these different charities that we donated to. And uh, I don't know what happened. I think the management changed over there or something, and they just stopped doing them. But well, they were uh, they were always it was always the weekend before the parade, so we would have done it last weekend. Ah, you know, I, I would do one of those with you guys, with you and with you and Bax sometime if they ever wanted to do one of those celebrity bartender things. That'd be fun. Yeah, why not? I pour one for them, one for me, one for them, one for me. You know, this Tuesday. Yeah, battling it out with Mayor Dom Dom for junior achievement. Oh wait, what is what does Mayor Dom Dom have to He's say? He's going to be bartending, and I'm going to be bartending, and we're going to see who makes the most money. You hey. know what I'm saying? You over here trying to pour a beer, you think that? Watch yeah. me pour a beer. <laughs> all, all all Dom Dom has to do is stare down an ATM, and money just pops out. <laughs> so I don't even know why he's bothering going behind the bar. It's the hair, man. I'm telling you, it's it that high pro glow hair he's got. It, it's amazing. He's, he's got. It's like uh, soul glow. It, yeah. <laughs> it shines like a beacon. Let you so glow. He's a guy that I don't feel like really truly celebrates St. Patrick's Day. I feel like he stays to his Italian roots. Like, look at these these Irishmen. These mix. all right, you little leprechaun. <laughs> Toss me one of them natty daddies, and we'll be back on this. Uh, dog and pony show. And then we're going to Mom and Rico's for a sandwich. Okay, that's how we work around here. Yeah, there's, there's, you take your boiled potatoes and you 
You can do whatever the hell take you want. Take your corned beef yeah. and get down the road. Yeah, right? yeah. Take your boiled beef. Your, your boiled day is over. <laughs> flavorless beef. I'll be at Frigo's eating one-pound meatballs. Uh, where you live can predict what kind of beer you're drinking. Midwesterners are most likely to drink uh, Pilsners. People in the Northeast love IPAs. And folks out West buy more imported lagers like Corona. It, it, there was a study not too long ago that showed that, like, these breweries now are outpacing wineries like yeah. crazy, yep. and and the, and and the pandemic had a lot to do with that because you have a lot of outdoor space at a lot of these places, yeah. and uh, all the shows I did, um, all the shows during the pandemic, I I work for a company called Comedy Craft Beer, yeah, and they do these um, shows. They're all in wineries and breweries, and they're usually like on weeknights and stuff because they're busy on the weekends normally. Mm-hmm. And all of the shows I did during the pandemic, pretty much, almost exclusively, was for comedy craft beer. Yeah. Because that was the only thing, the only game in town was to tell jokes outside. The only you know? place to go. The only venue. That's it. What do you think the people in Palmer drink, Steve, for a beer? Uh, natty Daddies. Natty Daddies? Yeah. No, no, PBR is more of a Greenfield thing, you think? No, or? so uh, years ago, right, yeah. there's uh, there's this father and son duo out in Palmer. I love telling this story. Okay. <laughs> but but there was this father and son duo out in Palmer who was one that I don't know if it was the dad or the son. Somebody lost a leg near the train. <laughs> so and three then, legs between them. Yeah. yeah, and they're like, oh, my God, this guy lost a leg. And, you know, there was all this big thing about, yeah. all, you know, dangers of railroad safety and all this <laughs> other crap that they that they put out. So he lost it on the railroad, <clears throat> but, I'm assuming. But that was like, you know how when, you, when somebody comes up in the news, my favorite thing to do when somebody becomes infamous for something is to go on their Facebook page and just check out like all of the things that they say or yeah. had said leading up to yeah. uh, that particular incident, and there was nothing on this kid's Facebook page, but like them building towers of Milwaukee's best ice <laughs> on the train tracks out in Palmer. There was like nothing but these pictures of like messing around, like. You know. Who could have predicted someone would lose their leg? Well, I mean, it was the ultimate definition of a tragedy. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you, like this was, oh, uh, you know, he was so good. He was like, he, what, he, if he had not started drinking, he would have been an engineer student. Right. He's making triangles on the tracks. A rhombus. Yeah, there's a yeah, Milwaukee there's, best there's, rhombus. Yeah, there's all kinds of different a trapezoid full of Milwaukee's best and and things like that. And it all gets destroyed one day because you couldn't get out of the way of the train fast enough. You had to get that three yeah. last cans to make your model of the Guggenheim yeah. with, with Natty with Natty yeah. like and then, and then uh, you know you know probably four years later, uh, my wife is giving birth and one of the one of the nurses finds out what i do oh, no. and starts complaining about how like her friends were these these two and and that that uh bax and john had made fun of them and 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 it was it was kind of a it was a good time it I was mean, a really good time <laughs> i mean you know you gotta you got a job to do if someone's doing that kind of stuff and something happens you you can't just not comment on it. Well, I mean, uh, you know, it's like it went in Palmer. That's what you do out there. You yeah. take your empties down to the railroad tracks and you start building triangles and rhombuses. That guy's probably the building inspector now in Palmer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have this isosceles triangle I want to try out. The, hey, hey, get everything in line. The building inspector's coming. How can you tell? I can hear the limp. <laughs> it's uh, it's 820 with Bax and Nagel and comedian Marty Caproni on Rock 102. GG.
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 826 and Joan Jett on Rock 102. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today, mostly sunny with a high of 49. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 54. It's 27 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, backs out for uh, for the rest of the week. Yeah. And Marty Caproni is in here uh, taking, his, taking his seat. I'm, uh, I'm enjoying myself. Doing a hell of a job uh, being my crutch. Uh, I don't know how, what good, how good a crutch am I. Uh, well, how much are you working out? Can you carry me through the rest of the show? <laughs> yeah, the rest I'll of the try week? my best. Um, <laughs> you know, I've been, uh, sometimes at night I have, a, I have trouble sleeping, and I need Shit. to get to sleep, like, early. Yeah. Because if I don't get, if I don't fall asleep before 9 o'clock, my whole day screwed up the next day. Yeah. So I, uh, I've been trying all different kinds of things, melatonin, uh, you know, the gummies and yes. stuff like that. Sometimes that stuff doesn't always work, so I, I tried this new thing out. And this is a, it's a free, it was a free trial for Calm. You ever hear of this Calm app? For Calm? Yeah, it's like, uh, it's, it's. Oh, like C-A-L-M. I was thinking C-O-M. Oh my yeah, God. you get people like reading you sleep stories to go to sleep at night. Hi, Steve. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's people like uh, Harry Styles. There's Harry Styles. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's weird. Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner. She uh, reads a story at night. Uh, but uh, this one, this is the one I I stumbled upon. Okay. Talk about making you want to go to sleep. Okay. This is Scotty Pippen <laughs> oh, giving come on. the story, the history of basketball. Hi, I'm Scotty Pippen. I played 17 years in the NBA and helped the Chicago Bulls win six championships. I'm already out. Yeah, I know. It was uh, like you're done. Like, just listen. I, none of that would have happened if not for all of the people who came before me. I'm talking about the history of basketball. Yeah, and he goes in and he tells the whole story about James Naismith with the Peach Basket and really? Springfield College. It's a great, interesting story, especially for local history. But not to hear it from Scottie Pippen, because I've ne- I, 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 like you just said, it's within a couple of seconds that you fall asleep because you're just listening to He's, his voice. Uh, and then James Naismith took a peach basket and he put it up <laughs> on the roof and he had the kids who were stuck inside the winter to put the peaches in the basket. If you made it to the end of that, yeah. if you didn't, if you made it to the end of that, you would have heard him say, and then at that time they said there was not enough parking yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not And then one day they decided we're going to kick a charity out of our parking lot <laughs> and never have anything again. And then the next day we'll put up on our sign that we have plenty of room for party bookings here at the Hall of Fame. It's 829. We got news coming up next at Rock 102. Pro Con- 8.32 at Rock 102, it's time for news. Brought to you by Noonan Energy, reliable service for heating, cooling, electrical, and plumbing, Noonan.com. Marty? And now, local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Yeah, you see you see how easy that is, yeah, uh, better. That, uh, that is to work? Uh, uh, I like it. You see it? Uh, well, there's some stuff going on with uh, with Russia right now. The uh, Pentagon uh, released footage of what it said was a Russian aircraft pouring fuel onto a U.S. Air Force surveillance drone and clipping the drone's propeller in international airspace over the Black Sea. The 42-second video shows a Russian Su-27 approaching the back of the MQ-9 drone, like 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 we know what these are. Yeah, you know the old MQ-9. And beginning, yeah, well, they, well the Su-27. Yeah. I remember when they were there, it was only the 26s were out. I'm, <laughs> I'm uh, such a nerd, I actually know what that plane is. It's a pretty... 
amazing. I think it's like a Gen 4, Gen 5 fighter. Uh, the, pen, uh, the Dumping the fuel appeared to be aimed at blinding its optical instruments and driving it out of the area. On a second approach, either the same jet or another Russian fighter that had been shadowing the MQ-9 struck the drone's propeller, damaging one blade, according to the U.S. military. The uh, U.S. military said it ditched the MQ-9 Reaper in the sea after what it described as the Russian fighter making an unsafe intercept uh, of the unmanned aerial vehicle. The video expert excerpt released by the Pentagon does not show events before or after the apparent fuel dumping confrontation. Russia said its warplanes didn't strike the drone and claimed the unmanned aerial vehicle went down after making a sharp maneuver over the sea. Oh, it's just fall out of the sky. Is I don't know. Problem with your remote control plane. Nikolai uh, Petrushev, the secretary of Russia's Security Council, said Wednesday that Moscow would try to recover the drone fragments. U.S. officials have expressed the confidence that nothing of military value would remain from the drone, even if Russia managed to retrieve the wreckage. While intercept attempts are not uncommon, the incident amid the war in Ukraine has uh, raised concerns that it could bring the United States and Russia closer to a direct conflict. Moscow has repeatedly voiced concerns about U.S. intelligence flights, those to the uh, Crimean Peninsula, which uh, Russia seized from Ukraine in 2014 and illegally annexed. The top U.S., Russian, and defense and military leaders spoke Wednesday about the encounter over the Black Sea, underscoring its seriousness. The calls between U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, Joint Chiefs of Staff, yada, 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 uh, were the first since October. The Russian Defense Ministry said its report of the call with Austin and Chagot accused the U.S. of provoking the incident by ignoring flight restrictions the Kremlin had imposed because of its military operations in Ukraine. Can you imagine if we end up in a world war over a remote control plane? Well, stranger things have happened, I guess, right? I suppose. I don't know. Well, I mean... Uh, is, um, is your plane... <laughs> Is this your plane? His bed. His bed, it just go boom. Was not I, I don't fault. know. It just fell out of the sky. Sometimes plane do this. Uh, Sometimes. Uh, nice drone you got there. <laughs> Would be uh, very, 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 uh, very bad for I, something to happen. To Igor that. says, it's shame if something happened to your plane. Yes, very much shame. Uh, authorities identified a uh, 25-year-old West Springfield man as the victim in a fatal shooting that happened a Friday night. 25-year-old Yavante Perez of West Springfield was identified as the man who was shot and killed on Caldwell Drive in Springfield on Friday the 10th. 25-year-old Jordan Cabrera of Chicopee was arrested in connection with the fatal shooting. Uh, on Friday, shortly after 7 p.m., Springfield police responded to a report of a shooting victim at the Caldwell Drive address. Police found Perez injured with a gunshot wound. Perez was rushed to Bay State Medical Center where he died of his injuries. Authorities also found Cabrera at the scene of the shooting and arrested him in connection with the incident. Cabrera has since been charged with murder. Cabrera was uh, arraigned in Springfield District Court Monday and is currently being held without the right to bail. He's scheduled to be back in court on April 12th. Uh, Springfield police detectives are actively investigating the shooting. Uh, some good news down at MGM, Indian Motorcycle. 1901 will be reopening once again at the MGM Springfield Plaza after having closed their doors in 2020. That's great. Yeah. When, just when you need a leather jacket, if you, now's uh, the time. <laughs> well, if you hit big, you can buy yourself a motorcycle, drive right out of there. You know, I kind of wonder, like, you know, you go down like, Mohegan Sun and they have yeah. all these, like, bougie stores in there. Yeah. It's like they're <clears> just <throat> waiting for the person who just won... $50,000 to walk over there and buy a diamond bracelet for $10,000. I'm there this weekend. One of my favorite things to do is kind of hang out in that little mall area and see when it happens. I've I've seen somebody. There was like a Rolex store or something. I seen a guy walk right in there and blow the money that they win. A Rolex store? Yeah. 
Yeah, it was like a high-end jewelry store or whatever. Damn. That that uh, that's the thing that happens. But you know, that's what what is more Springfield than the fact that instead of like the high-end jewelry thing, we're just like, I want a motorcycle. <laughs> you know, I don't want. Yeah, I don't want this fancy uh, yeah. diamondy stuff. Yeah. I want a motorcycle. I want some stab-resistant leather coat and a motorcycle, <laughs> so I can get out of here fast. <laughs> you gotta get out of here fast <laughs> and safely. Safe. <laughs> A uh, 23-year-old woman has been charged with murder, and on Wednesday morning, she faced a judge. Western Mass news cameras were the only ones rolling as 23-year-old Jean Marie Echevera entered the courtroom in handcuffs. It is alleged that on March 14th of 2023, Miss Echevera did assault and beat Brennan Blow. Uh, according to the Northwestern DA attorney uh, Matt Russo, who said in court, Echevera is charged with murder in connection with the 23-year-old Blow she was arraigned on Wednesday, and the case marked the first murder in East Hampton since 2012. Court documents obtained by Western Mass News detail how police responded to Sue Coldoff Street in East Hampton on Tuesday morning. When they arrived, they found blood outside of an apartment in the snow, on the landing, and on the door leading to an apartment. Inside the doors, they found Blow lying on the kitchen floor, who appeared to have been stabbed multiple times. He was rushed to Bay State, where he was pronounced dead a few hours later. The documents also said Blow was stabbed five times, and Echevera stated that she had been in a physical altercation with Blow during which she armed herself with a kitchen knife and swung it at Blow before he pinned her against the kitchen counter. Officers said Echevera was observed to have some arm abrasions to her legs, but otherwise did not sustain any wounds or injuries. Investigators said that, uh, <clears throat> oh, Echevera uh, was observed to have the arms of I don't even know where the investigators told us she was uh, Blow's uh, girlfriend and lived with him inside the apartment where the crime took place. It was their understanding that they were in a substantial dating relationship. A not guilty plea was entered. Echevera is being held without the right to bail under a pretrial hearing scheduled for April 12th. Uh, let's talk about other stuff that's yeah. not so depressing. Yeah, everything's like a shooting or, you know. Well, sometimes that happens. It does. You know, like you can't uh, you can't escape the, the bad news. Martin. Well, that's true. I get you. Uh, do you uh, do you have you let your kid make decisions around your house? Uh, yeah, and I let my kid make decisions for her. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when she wants to do her homework or when she wants to, you know, I I, I give uh, autonomy. She's old enough, you know. They asked uh, two thousand parents were asked to name the top decisions their kids get to weigh in on. Okay. Right. Yeah. How to decorate their own room? Well, that kind of yeah. seems fair. That's fair. There's space. Uh, what to have for dinner? No. No. That's uh, what I got is what you're eating. Yeah, that's like one of those things. Do you remember when we were a kid, your parents would get, like, pizza? That was yeah. the biggest treat in the world. It was like, oh, my God, we're having pizza. It was maybe once a month or whatever. Now it seems like these kids are like, I don't even like pizza. I get it so much. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. what? Yeah, they don't. They don't they, because yeah. pizza's everywhere. It's yeah. at birthday parties. It's at school. It's at. It's, it's right. It's, it's easy too. Right. It's easy to make. So so, kids are getting so. And I don't know if it was this way in your house, but in my house, my mother, you know, God rest her soul, she was a great cook and everything. But we had a pretty simple menu that we uh, lived by. It was a lot of pasta. Yeah. A lot of potatoes. Yeah. And then you know, uh, a steak was never like real steak. We had cube steak because yeah. it was cheap. And uh, and that's what you got. And if you didn't like it, you didn't eat. Yeah, our big steak was uh, was every once in a while was a London broil. Oh yeah, yeah. We used to hit the London that broil. That was like too. the toughest piece <laughs> yes, of meat yes. to try to chew through. It was like trying to cut through a Timberland yeah. boot. Well, the way my dad cooked it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Blood raw in the middle, you know, burnt on the uh, on the outside. <laughs> the outside. Uh, what to watch on television? 
Well, no, because the kids have whatever choice they want now anyway. So right. really, they can choose to watch whenever they want. I don't even feel like um, people just conventionally watch TV anymore. Like, can you even think of the last time you just sat down in yeah. front of a TV and watched TV? Like, I don't, you know, unless I'm uh, like the Super time. Bowl. Oh, there that you was go. the last time I yeah. actually sat down and watched like yeah. hours of television. Yeah, like I, I think like the last they used to call it appointment television, like when the mm-hmm. show was such so big that you would sit and watch it. I think the last TV show that was like appointment TV that I used to watch was back when I was out of uh, out of college. I had an apartment with my my best friend Jeff Jeff Wyszynski, and we used to sit and watch The Sopranos on Sunday night. And our friends would come over, we'd make yeah. pasta, and we that was the last time I can truly remember being so tuned into a show that that's what we would watch. You know? Yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't remember the last show. I got into uh, Only Murders in the Building. I watched that. What that is on, what uh, Hulu. it? It's Steve Martin and uh, Martin Short. Right, but that, you said Hulu, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's my point. Now you can just pull up a Netflix, watch a show. You oh, know, right. You know, you so know what I mean? You're you actually talking about watching a show that actually came on at a certain time that you had yeah. to like sit there and yeah, wait like there Yeah, like TV used to be a thing, you know? Like it used to be a thing that you'd, you would watch well, with your friends or your family or whatever. Now it's like so individualized. I'm excited because uh, I'm going to have to sign up for Apple TV again. Oh, boy. Because Ted Lasso. You, have you ever seen that? Never. I don't even know. What, that's reference. one. That's one of the best shows I've ever seen. What's What's it about? It's about uh, he's a he's a, uh, a a college coach and a football coach. It's uh what's his name? Um, why can't I think of his name now? I don't know, but I'm I'm surprised that you like a show based on college football when you don't really like. Well, it's not about things. football. It's actually about him being a coach. They they hire him to be the coach for this uh, this English soccer team. Oh, uh, because you know he feel and, and it's all he's got all these little witticisms and quips and it's it's very funny. It's a know. very funny show. Now I'm gonna have to get Apple TV, I guess. Well, that's the thing. It's like Apple TV is one of those things you really can't share your password with. Because uh, it's your yeah. Apple ID, and that way people would get into all your messages. So I'm just going to go with, uh, I'll just do it by myself. Yeah, yeah. St- Steve, Steve Jobs is still making money, even though he's you know no longer with us. Well, Smart. Hey, you know, uh, he set himself up. You know, when he made that, <laughs> when he made that computer out of wood back in the 1970s. <laughs> I remember that. You remember the first Mac? You remember that? You remember the uh, f- with the little colored apple on the... On the sign, the little rainbow. Yeah, apple. yeah, yeah. I remember those. Yeah, we yeah. had we had an Apple IIe in my school. A little fancy. And uh, that's uh, we had one in yeah, the library. And you, everyone got fifteen minutes yeah, on the computer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We play uh, we play Carmen San Diego. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and Oregon Trail was the two games that we would play. Oregon the, Trail, I remember. Yeah, you need to have to let the uh, librarian <laughs> let you use the computer. Yeah. Uh, uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today. It is going to be uh, mostly sunny with a high of forty nine. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 54. It's 27 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. It's corned beef season. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It is 849 and the great Tom Petty on Rock 102. We're going to be see mostly sunny skies today with a high of 49. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 54. Looking at 27 right now in downtown Springfield. Backs again, out for the week. Marty Caproni in the hot seat. I'm still sitting here, still standing, three hours of sleep, and I'm rolling. Still standing. What was that? Were you telling me about this guy who just got out of prison for 400 years? Yeah, so this guy got a 400-year prison sentence after 30-something years in prison. Uh, They found out the testimony was flawed. They said he was driving a getaway car. It wasn't even the same kind of car the guy had and everything else. 
And so he was freed after 31 years in prison. Imagine being locked up for something you didn't even do. And you're only there because somebody said, hey, a black guy did it. And uh, you happen to be the only black guy in the area. And then they throw you in jail for 30 years. Something you never did. In in a quick cursory overlook of the story that seems to be kind of the case in yeah the story. yeah and yeah. Uh, that that's true for a lot of those cases yep. that uh, you see people being exonerated for because they finally said okay yeah. you know what we'll give you a good legal defense and they come in and then the lawyer goes wait a minute you weren't even there that night how right. did you even get convicted right you know and 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 then but then 30 years of your life are gone so even if they're yeah. going to give you you know i mean I, what's the appropriate amount of money you can give somebody to make up for 30 years of their life I don't know. They probably give them a million dollars, and they figure you know that's enough because you see people you know they settle with them or they actually. Know. I have a guy. I should see if I could get an interview with this guy. His name's Freddie Weichel. Yeah, he, he's a he's a fan. He came out to a show. I, we were the first comedy show he had ever seen in his life, and he was like you know fifty five, sixty years old or something like that. And he had been in prison. Yeah, he uh, he got he got convicted on false testimony and railroaded by Whitey Bulger. Oh. When he was like 20 years old for murder. And he, it wasn't a murder he committed. And they're making a movie about his life now. I should see if I could get him on on, on the Oh, end. yeah. Look at you, you name dropper. You know all these people, don't you? The great. Well, my buddy Kevin Johnson's one. He was a bank robber. I he, never knew anybody who would name drop as much as you do. <laughs> Ever. Well, I, I don't know. It's, it's a bad habit a, I have. I and your little trivia question. You don't know anybody that would huh. name drop? No, I have I, no idea who would I have a tri- a... Tri- name dropping and trivia question. If we did a I'm survey. Not... Yeah, I don't, save... I don't even know. Well, I was doing surveys all morning, so I really can't uh, pinpoint it. I that. like a survey. I like a good survey. Um, but, uh, yeah, so tomorrow, uh, Bax is uh, still out. He'll be right. back on Monday. Yeah. And Marty I... will be here in the hot seat. I'll be sh- back here. I'll... Show tonight over at View Street in Chicopee. Yeah, uh, Loft Comedy Club, 92 View Street, above View Street Tavern. By the way, uh, open seven days a week, View Street Tavern. Great place to go get a meal, have a drink. As soon as the weather gets warm, there's a beautiful deck where you can dine outside and look out and watch Hoyoke on fire all summer. It's great. It's great. Um, But the Comedy Club, every Thursday we do a show. It's $20 at the door. You get, uh, for 20 bucks, you get dinner and the show. It's a buffet dinner. It's good food. um, And you get the show. Doors open at 7. The food's out by 7, 27, 30. You eat. The show starts right at 8. Wraps up somewhere around 9.30. You can be home in bed by 10 if you so choose. There's no catch. There's no drink minimums or anything else. Just come, have a good time, have some laughs. I got some some great comedians tonight. It's a mix of pros and amateurs and vets. Um, it's a good time. And then uh, we're starting next week, and we're going to be on uh, – Every weekend, we're going to have national headliners in there Fridays and Saturday nights. So well, there you go. There's a, a home for comedy here in Western Mass again, you know? That sounds pretty awesome. We yeah. Need, we need something regular around here. Yep. And then if you happen to be at Mohegan Sun this weekend, I'll be uh, I'll be at Mohegan Sun with Lenny Clark, the great Lenny Clark. Look at you in the casino tours. Yeah. I do a lot of yeah. casinos. Casinos and breweries, it seems. Well, because most people, when they run out of money, the last thing they can do is go watch a comedy show. Well, I can tell <laughs> yeah. you this. It's what makes it sometimes one of the tougher crowds, not Mohegan so much, but some of the other casinos I've done where what they'll do is they'll like people will lose all their money and they'll just be like, well, what's the cheapest thing I can do while my friends are still gambling? Well, you can get a free ticket to a comedy show. Right. And then you're sitting there trying to make somebody laugh who just lost their, you know, their mortgage for their house. 
Uh, well, you know, that, that happens and people do lose their mortgage in their house, but you know what? At least they had a good laugh on the way out. Yeah, of the casino. There you go. Uh, you know, I know you're a big dog guy. I am. There's this mother of four who has gone viral for sharing the name she chose for her youngest son was in part inspired by the name of her late pet dog, oh. Amber S., a TikTok user who documents heartfelt family moments for clout. Okay. Uploaded a video last week that includes overlaid text that questions whether she really chose to name her son after the beloved dog. Wait, you seriously named your baby after a dog? Oh. One on-screen text says. The eight-second video shows her toddler son, Henry Miles, smiling in clip cuts to, to four short snippets of Amber now-deceased dog, Miles. Uh, lost our first baby two days before we had our last baby, Amber wrote in the video's caption. Pretty sure they have the same soul. So she's saying that the dog has been kind of reincarnated into the child because it died two days before the baby was born. Well, she's a lunatic. I think we can say that. What right? are you talking about? Do you, you don't think that the uh, the dog uh, reincarnated itself as no, I, Miles? I don't. And uh, listen, I I don't. Whatever anyone believes in spiritually, fine. I'm just saying. You said that earlier. You're like, you know, one of the toughest things about getting a dog is you know, in ten years you're gonna have this awful pain of losing your dog, right? Yeah. So you lose your kid and you name your dog. After your kid, and then you say it's your kid's soul and the dog. Well, I'll see you in ten years when you're in therapy yeah. for the rest of your life. You oh my know. god, I don't know what happened. He he got into something, yeah. and it was a tragedy. Maybe maybe when the dog uh, dies, you should buy a tortoise so that it'll be alive long past. This my son is his soul is in the tortoise. So you don't have to mourn your kid every 10 years. A few TikTok uh, users shared stories that suggest naming a baby after a lost pet might not be as uncommon as many people think. I lost my soul dog 24 hours before my water broke, one user wrote on Sunday. My son has his middle name Charlie. That's after my dog. I've been tempted to use my name, uh, for, tempted to name my future daughter after my first dog who passed away in March of 2021. She was uh, three years old, uh, another user wrote on uh March 14th. Well, oh, I guess there's a lot of people out there that do do this. My son, Rover. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my my, uh, my great aunt had a uh, dog she named Credge, which was jerk spelled backwards. That's See, that's uh, creative. Yeah. She was also an alcoholic. <laughs> so, I don't know. You take that for everything it's worth. Hey, uh, by the way, uh, if you're a uh, Springfield Thunderbirds fan, you're going to want to listen up. It is a Thunderbird Thursday here at Rock 102. Tickets are uh, for this weekend's game. You'll get uh, four tickets on the ice for Saturday's game, four hats, four koozies, and an Eastern Conference Championship mini banner if you are the 10th caller right now at 413-293-1021. How about that? All right. Let's 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 make someone's day, Steve. So let's make someone's day. It's uh, caller 10 now, 857 at Rock 102. Yeah.